Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hi. Hello. Happy Friday to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you having as bad of a week as Harmony is? Oh my gosh. Like... Why do I love it so much? Why? Why? Like, why do I love this? Like, part of me wants to give her advice to do better with the bad things that she does. Like, when when I found her in the hallway and she was, like, opening the case and checking her file, and I'm like, why didn't you do that in the room first? Why are you lingering in the hallway pulling out your, your stuff from his room and being viewed and seen? You shouldn't have any witnesses. That's, That's so funny because, thinking. well, I thought about you because you're always like very logical, sometimes overly logical for the soap opera. So yes. I was thinking like, oh my God, there's cameras, but like, wait a second. Yeah. They never work at the Metro court. That's true. <laughs> but she doesn't know any. That's, that's the word. That's, <laughs> oh my God. I'm not, I'm not joking. I was like, the ca- like the cameras are going to work harmony because there's no one else that knows you're doing bad stuff. That's protecting you. Like nobody. <laughs> Okay. And now you're going to have to kill the cleaning lady is all I'm saying. And so, and so this is also what I was thinking though, maybe a little too logical. You know Mm -hmm. how she can't afford to live anywhere? Yeah. I was like, how can you afford to drink at the Metro court? You're on point. I was thinking exactly the same thing. One. Okay. So I loved watching her spiral, but I was also following it like how you are. So I'm like, okay. So she goes through the hallways. She's lingering. There's one witness already. And she, freaking stays in the metro court to drink part of me was like is she like getting an alibi to be like i was out in the open when (laughs) his body was found it's okay um and also that that briefcase i was so afraid alexis would like recognize it because is it brendan's or is it neil's briefcase you know like that Uh. that that kind of like freaked me out but also i just thought it was really funny like alexis stumbled upon the body So then I started to wonder, like, okay, so where is this cliff park that people go to have (laughs) chats? Is it across from the harbor pier or wherever they are? And also, the body just happened to float out to, like, Harmony's thinking bench. Because remember when Alexis found her? She's like, this is where I come to think. And I'm like, oh, man, this is really bad. Brendan is trying to take her down. He's been after that. <laughs> I like I know he's dead and everything, but like I'm worried she's gonna get caught. And it's also just so insane. Like Harmony is like, crime is easy. This is what I'm getting from this because she walks straight into Alexis's house and is like, I'm gonna just murder Neil. Again, still not super clear on the motive. Yes. Is the motive that he had session notes on her? That can't be the motive. Right? Or is it? And, like, he can't threaten to be like, hey, I learned some juicy goss. I'm going to, like, <laughs> spill. Like, that cannot be, like, Neil's MO. Like, no. And then even with Brendan, she's like, I murdered him, so it wouldn't be weird if I lingered at his hotel room and took his stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, like, yeah. this whole thing is very, very bizarre. Like, one, I thought that Alexis was going to put the whole thing together, like how Brendan just kind of put things together so easily. I thought Alexis was going to be, like, thinking bench. Harmony, Brendan. Oh my God, she killed him. 
I'm dying. I'm dying because I thought that another time. I thought that with Carly. I'm like, is Carly going to put things together as fast as Brendan did? (laughs) The faster you think, the faster you die on this show. Oh, by the way, Alexis at the pier with Jordan. Yes. All those times Alexis is like, I'm not a lawyer anymore. Why are you asking me law questions? I'm not a lawyer anymore. And I was happy to see like that in that moment when Jordan started to question her, that Alexis remembered, I know legal information. And she realized what Jordan was doing. And she realized it was important to close her mouth and get a lawyer. I know. I was really relieved because it looks really bad. Like her relationship with Brendan wasn't great either. But she was so forthcoming. I'm like, she looks innocent like and also (laughs) jordan it's kind of annoying i'm like you spent thanksgiving with alexis like are you just on a roll of just trying to like go after people that are in your life that you know are innocent she's like the new dante i know i mean i know alexis did just get out of jail and she did (laughs) stab dante um and she has murdered okay maybe (laughs) Okay, <laughs> moving on. So, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so, so, so then Jordan, who's like the commission, I have to assume she has important non like street beat cop. I don't know what the term is. <laughs> like, I feel like she, she can't walk around like all the other police officers and do crime solving. I just feel she has more things to do, but she's there. She's there at the pier and she's like, it looks like a suicide. Right, and then like, and then the rookie cop is asking her a question. Yeah, and then she did this. <laughs> the answer will tell us if it's suicide, an accident, or straight up murder. And I was just like, that feels like a lot of options. Like it just feels like all of the options that you just laid out to this rookie cop that you're trying to train. I laughed so hard because I'm like, straight up murder should be the name of the podcast. Why? <laughs> And I'm like, it just like it was just so cheesy and just like the way she presented it. But I'm like, there were marks on his neck. Like it just made me laugh at how much of a joke the police station is. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was probably stress strangling himself and, and fell backwards into the water, or or he like you know like what could he? He have hung done? himself over the water like <laughs> like on a. Br- I, I know it's a lot exactly it, exactly <laughs> the marks the marks are there and so like harmony is like unraveling so, okay that's better because I was gonna say it's like she's on the edge <laughs> anyways whatever like anyways she was and she didn't fall so um, so she's all weird with it with Willow okay oh and then God. it gets even more weird when uh, when Alexa shows up it got, oh. it got pretty bad, though, because she was like, have a drink. And I was gasping at my TV. I'm like, no, no. Me no. too. And I died laughing when you put, did you put like arm strangling? Oh, my God. Because I couldn't stop I was laughing. Dying. I was dying. Because, she was, because she's all drunk and she wouldn't stop touching Alexis. And all I kept thinking was, whoa, whoa, careful with your strangling arm, Harmony. <laughs> I don't want to, like, I just, I, it's just. She's doing such a good job, but like, why am I rooting for her so much? Like every time we slow it down, like mm-hmm. on the surface, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to get it caught. I don't want to get in trouble. But then like when you slow it down, you're like, okay, she's done some pretty bad stuff, but I feel <laughs> like I can overlook this. Like, I don't know why it feels okay to me. I haven't figured that out. Like I've been doing some like deep thinking because I'm like, why Soul am searching? I searching? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I can't figure it out. But then she strangled Carly's arm too. And that made me laugh even more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I got, you know, it's a twitchy arm. It makes me scared. Right? Okay, so like there's the whole like Sam witnesses it. Carly's just like huge question marks in her face. But you see that she's all super over. intrigued. Oh, all over. And she's very, very intrigued. And like I know Carly's gonna push this further, but when they had that drunken talk conversation, weren't you yeah. so excited to see what Harmony was gonna spill? Yes. <laughs> like I'm just like <laughs> I was like, be careful, be, be, be careful. Like when you're murdering, I think you should be a little <laughs> bit more um, careful. <laughs> so I just, I just think it's funny because like, I think it's interesting who they're putting here, yes. right? Like, cause they're throwing Carly and Sam into this. Like they're, yeah. they're literally forcing them into this whole thing. And Carly's heard stuff, right? We know when she hears stuff because there's like, it's zoom, we practically zoom in on it, right? She heard some <laughs> facts from Phyllis. She's heard some facts from Harmony. Harmony has spilt a lot. Yes. Right? That There's a Nina connection and that's what like Carly is suspicious of. But I mean, before it ended, right, with Carly walking in on her, of course she's going to push to be like, what are you burning? And she's like, this is just how you make a fire. Am I wrong? <laughs> or is that like a really big fireplace? Like where your whole body can fit inside? I'm like, that's perfect for Santa. I'm just saying. But like, is that the, because we had a fireplace and I don't recall being able to fit inside. Like, I don't remember it being like a walk-in fireplace. Oh my God, that is the best way to describe it because everything about that scene, again, just made me giggle. They're just taking this harmony thing and making it like sort of an old school kind of like mystery movie, but with this like whole B movie feel. So like, first of all, she takes out all the papers, puts them in, doesn't even check for matches first. So yes, she can climb into the fireplace. She can put all the papers and then she comes out with these giant ass matches. <laughs> I love everything being so giant. Um, but I think she just needs to stop like, put, like, <laughs> why are you still having that giant case and you, you're leaving it right? around everywhere? Like, I almost feel like you could have just maybe taken just the folder. Yeah, maybe. Like, does that make sense? Just the folder and then destroy. Anyways, so, so, like, all of this is happening, but I got really scared when she was arguing with Alexis. <gasps> yes. Okay, okay, yes. Continue. Because when Alexis was all like, I'm going to put this in my paper, I was like, oh my gosh, dude, you're giving her motive. Okay, but when she said, everything I did for you, where did you, like, she said what she said, but in your flashback oh. mind and my mind, what do you yeah. think she was really referring to? Okay. Because <laughs> so we had theories. It. We had really? theories okay. a while ago, so I'm just curious if you're still on the same track. No, probably like not at all. I sense it. <laughs> so, so like when she was like, after all I've done for you, I kept thinking the main thing you've done was kill Neil. And I'm thinking, was that a favor? Maybe. Like that's what I was debating in my head. Can we call murdering Neil a favor? So I don't know what she's talking about other than what she said. And I don't know why I'm taking harmony at face value, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, she really was supportive to you, Alexis. You're pretty shitty. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just own up to that. So what do you think harmony was alluding to? That was the favor. Well, I was kind of thinking the Neil thing too. Like we talked about her just having, but how was that a favor? Because maybe, maybe me, I'm stretching here, but maybe like we talked about the idea of, Harmony and Alexis 
possibly having some sort of love connection. What if yeah. she was in love with her from a long time ago? Maybe she stalked her. Maybe she's been in her periphery for quite some time and she got Neil out of the way. Maybe Neil was indeed a little bit of trouble, but we don't know. I really don't. Like, I'm so curious <laughs> as to how... Like, I really don't, like, when it comes to Neil, because he did come to Port Charles with a backstory that was never yes. followed up on. He came with the backstory of having, he said something about, like, Russian history. So something about, like, so I thought he was going to be intrigued with Alexis for the Cassadine reason, okay? So there was that element about, like, mm-hmm. Cassadine-related stuff. And then there was, um, like, his daughter having been in a cult. And then there was a cult yes. storyline. Never, never, no follow-up there. So I'm really unsure about like exactly what his backstory is and how exactly they're going to position and write this. And I really don't know about Harmony anymore. I'm interested, but I have zero clue. I know. And that's why I'm just like loving the spiral and trying to figure out like where this goes next, because she's going to have to leave Alexis's house. Where does that leave her? Willow's giving her all this praise. Like she's on the edge. <laughs> we keep using that, but she's literally so like close. And then Carly is so close to the real information. Like I am just so excited to see how this all goes down. I don't know how Carly is going to play it because she tends to push, but if um, she does get kicked out of Alexis's and like you mentioned, you know, Willow's a bit worried. She might end up with Quartermains for a little bit. That's true, but, like, I'm just picturing, on a funny note, just Carly walking into the fireplace and just grabbing the papers and leaving. She 100% would do that. (laughs) 100%. So, speaking of, like, Alexis, Valentin is back, and it feels like he visited her first. I think so, right? Which I thought was really sweet, actually. So, the thing that I was um, shocked about was that he said he sent Charlotte to boarding school. I know that threw me off his comment about family as well threw me off. So the thing is, I don't really know if he's brainwashed or just knows a truth that Victor trusted him with, but whatever it is, this is like, this is what I'm concerned about. He feels he's doing something for the greater good, but he also mm-hmm. sent Charlotte away. So is there danger there? Cause he's acting like we should do it. Victor says he's, he's even talking to Alexis about using her media outlet for the yes. family. Yeah. And we know that Valentin is a smart guy. So, so far, it looks like he's on Valentin's side, right? And even mm-hmm. Victor, sorry, it looks like Valentin is on Victor's side. Victor got, which looked vulnerable, but I don't know. I don't know if it's really vulnerability when he kind of keeps saying that he's doing this for the greater good. So I don't, I don't know what to think. You know, I think the situation has to be dangerous if he sent Charlotte away. But I did love um, a really funny, like, I, I thought this scene was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he asked her, like, so when he goes in her office, you know, congratulating her about, like, her success and saying, hey, who got you this? Mm-hmm. And she said something like Harmony. And he's like, well, how did this happen? And she's just like, I don't know. She got it online or something. Like about like how <laughs> was Harmony and her so close. Yeah. I thought that was funny. But I also thought it was interesting. Because I remember the first time Valentin um, became aware of Harmony. It was Carly and Jason who explained to him who Harmony was. It was at Ooh. Wiley's birthday party. Okay. Huh. So this Harmony thing is really far reaching. My God, is it ever. And it, like. There's just so much about that scene. Like you said, like, I don't know if it's brainwashing or if he's just trying to be a part of this process so that he finds more, like going deep undercover, essentially. 
I don't know, but he seems to think that whatever he's doing is for the greater good because that he alluded to that also with Anna when he mm-hmm. went to go see her. Okay, so Valentine comes up, right? So Anna and the gang are talking. They decide to tell Robert and Laura, but they don't tell Robert and Laura right away what they think about Jennifer. They kind of yes. give the story and are, seem to be reading them to see if they're thinking along the same lines as them. I didn't really understand that tactic um, <laughs> because they're all close, but that right? is what I think was happening. And also... Um, I thought it was shocking that after all this hanging out, Felicia had zero clue to what relationship they were alluding to between Anna and Valentine that everyone else seemed to be aware of. I know. And like, and also because they're so close, they've been going on all these little missions together. They killed Peter, quote unquote, together. So, oh. you know, she should know about her love life. So she didn't know. <laughs> and then, okay, about Peter now is the idea that the whole Peter thing got Anna really twisted and when the storyline ended even the actress had posted this was a storyline about about how like the heroes sometimes were the villains and the villains were sometimes the heroes and we know that Anna was really twisted over Peter and made a lot of messed up decisions but it looked like the tides were turning right we looked it looked as though that when this chapter closed things were kind of shifting for her But then there was that essence that returned because when they were all together talking Mm -hmm. about this whole Jennifer thing and the Victor um, element as a suspect in terms of Luke's murder, Mm -hmm. Anna then says something, well, Victor's potential involvement and downplays it. And there was a shared look between Laura and Robert being like, what? Because they're like, yeah, Victor is involved. So it sucks because there she's going to go down a slippery slope once again. I know. It's unfortunate to see, but it's expected from her, I guess. We do expect it now, right? But we thought that all was over with Peter, but that's clearly not the case. And then when Valentine showed up to see Anna, this is the first time we're seeing Anna and Valentine after everything that happened with Peter. So now we're getting this scene where they're processing everything. And it was just really bizarre okay like it it was bizarre i mean we were all we all didn't know how this was going to go down right we all Mm -hmm. you know figured he would be taken down but just sort of like who would get to do it and then it turned out to be felicia and we were all like okay all right like that's what it was um and so then anna is going over everything with valentine and it was so cringy yes She's all like, he's like, I hope you're not feeling guilty. And he's all smiling. But I find that he looks at her in this really knowing way. And she keeps trying to build up everything that happened to be more dramatic than it was. And he just looks at her. He's like, well, yeah, great. You know, good thing Felicia took him out. Like, it was the only option. And then she's like, Felicia, but it was me. I didn't call for help. (laughs) And And I was like, is this happening so you have been walking around for months just being like it was really me and I have this burden (laughs) to bear like are you joking and then when he's looking at her kind of like with pity okay Mm -hmm. she's like well we never know what could have happened right because I didn't call so it really was me and then I found the clip of the Mm -hmm. actual event and she literally says he would have never made it even if they like a yeah yeah so she said it she said it 
to, <laughs> to Felicia. And then here in this scene, she's trying to make it something else. It was just very hard to watch. And then he humors her and he's like, you're a hero. You're like, he tells her what she needs to hear. He's like, you're a hero. And then she starts like phys her physicality, right? Like just sort of like, no, like being very dramatic with her movements. No, that's not it at all. But her movements made it like, yes. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's what I needed to hear. And he's like, you sacrificed your peace of mind. Because, oh, you know, oh. like, you you didn't call, right? You could have called the ambulance, right? But you sacrificed calling the ambulance, doing everything on the up and up. You sacrificed your peace of mind to assure the peace of mind of others. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to do this. Like, are you serious? <laughs> And then, like, even when Johnny was looking at all of this, it's me. He's like, I said something like, oh, he's like, who does she work for? And I'm like, exactly. Because a lot of these <laughs> missions she does, she just sort of does them on their own. We know she's affiliated with the WSB. But even when she went down with Felicia, she saw WSB there. And it was like, oh, you're on a mission that aligns with my private mission? I'll just get clearance <laughs> and join in on your mission. Like, I don't know what's happening. But I do love the whole Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibe of like that that's being set up between two spies oh yes yes okay i'm loving it i do love that because it is kind of fun like if spies are going to be in a relationship together and you've got yourself a valentine you've got yourself an anna i do like this little twist however i have zero idea where it's going but they should make out yes. more oh my god like that kiss like he's very i mean valentine is very like Valentina makes me kind of giggle but yeah when he opened that door and grabbed her and kissed her I was like oh 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 okay so do you know what I thought was happening when she closed the door behind her what I thought she was brendening it I thought she was like he's tanned and this and that and the things he said turns out she was just daydreaming about him when she closed the door <laughs> because the last thing she says is you're tanned and he's like oh no. <laughs> Outside. Sun. Maybe. Window. <laughs> like, that's, that's what he did. So, so yeah. So, she's not really putting two and two together. I think Valentine's safe for now. Oh, yeah. She definitely has a blind spot when it comes to him. And she wouldn't believe it anyways if he were to um, do what Victor wanted. She has a blind spot for her fake family that was Peter and Valentine. Yeah, exactly. My nephew's son and my boyfriend enemy like is what that was <laughs> i love it so speaking of frenemies portia gets super weird so like <laughs> not only not only is there like a weird friction that they put between elizabeth and portia and i'm like why mm. right like both these women are going through so much and it ended up just being a gateway to kind of check in with each other and portia realizing that elizabeth was going through more than she knew uh, yeah, because Elizabeth's uh, voice in her head told her to not forget somebody. Exactly. And all, like, Portia thought was, oh, it's the sex tape stuff. She's like, no, it's, like, the sex tape and, like, someone breaking into my house on the regs. It's probably me. We don't know yet. <laughs> We're going to find out. So there's a lot going on with these women, right? And yes. so then um, Portia sees Jordan, and I was appalled. I was appalled because, like, you have... Jordan and Curtis, and I'm like, what do they want from this woman? 
They sometimes yes. want her to bend the rules and they sometimes want her to be honest. Portia is accusing her of like not prioritizing her family. If I'm mm. not mistaken, Taggart is Portia's family and Jordan risked her own marriage to kind of do for Taggart and Portia's family and for Trina. Yeah. So it's just really interesting, you know, like Curtis wants honesty, but then he wants Jordan to bend the rules. I just don't like the way that they come at her. I don't like how Curtis has been with Jordan. Um, Mm -hmm. like never satisfied with her she can never really do anything right like he seems to always want more from Jordan or expect like I don't know what it is that magic thing that he wants from her but it's like not for him oh I totally agree and she did she handled it well with Jordan and she Mm -hmm. she walked away and I loved when they were they moved it to like Portia's office Mm -hmm. and Curtis is like uh we're not or that's not what's going on or that's not what Portia meant or something like that and Jordan's like are you in the same room as me <laughs> I was like yeah I know like, you tell I, him. I love that and like I was I was actually shocked because look I can get her being really angry about Trina I 100% understand that but when she made it personal being like is it because of the elephant in the room named Curtis <laughs> like is it that you still love him I was like what? Like she ended up admitting it later. So obviously that's, you know, points for Portia for realizing what happened because those are her insecurities, right? Yes. But the fact that like you took the whole Trina thing to be like, do you still have feelings for him? I was like, come on. So I wasn't really thrilled about how they were coming at Jordan. I didn't think it was fair um, whatsoever. Well, it's disappointing because I like the idea of a Portia Jordan friendship and that, you yeah. know, respect and understanding as women because we see a lot of the women overcome what they've gone through and become friends and you know Jordan has this really big secret about Portia like it or not she does and look I think that friendship's there because there is respect like regardless and I think once the whole Trina stuff settles things might be different no it's gonna get worse because everything's gonna (laughs) everything everything is gonna come out um so, like, Jordan was really busy. So not only is she dealing with all this crap from Portia. So the one thing I did find weird between Curtis and Jordan was their chat on the pier. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fully grasping what was happening when Jordan was telling Curtis, like, oh, if you're going if you're going to Castine Island, because she didn't realize he was waiting for Miss Wu, saying, mm-hmm. like, don't let Esme and Spencer get under your skin because he has a new family. And I was like, I don't get it because it's like, that is why he would go. Like if, if that's what he were doing, like if he yes. was using his PI skills, that would be why he'd be doing it. But also like Curtis is like impulsive, like in the way that, you know, he made that deal with Miss Wu to get what he wanted. He wants something and he wants it now. Um, yes. But he's never really lost his temper. True. Like I, yeah, I've never really seen him really like lose his temper. I've seen him on missions. Mm-hmm. and yeah whether or not he gets caught like anyway so I, I really don't know what any of that meant I'm not sure either for me it just felt like restating the awkwardness and weirdness of the relationship and not really knowing each other really well and having these odd expectations from the other well it's like Curtis wanted honest Jordan but then he wanted her to do something underhanded and now he's back to like uh oh she's on the side of the law and I'm gonna do some shady stuff now like I'm gonna do this deal with Selena Wu and I just want Jordan away from this okay so what did you think about that whole relationship like we we got to see quite a few interactions with Miss Wu and Curtis um 
And I'm kind of digging what's going on with this whole backroom poker. Me too. And I just feel bad for Miss Wu. Like dealing with Curtis is such a headache. Yeah. Like he has 50 <laughs> demands and then she's like, you'll get it like after the poker game. And then he's like, okay, so the poker game just started. Can I have it now? Can I have it now? Can I have it now? And I felt bad for her. She was so exhausted between having to babysit Sonny and Curtis. Yes. This woman just wanted to do her business, make her money. And they were annoying. Like Sonny's like, you've made a mistake you know and then it's like your nephew is terrible like I was like what like no if like I just didn't even understand you know like him coming to challenge her and then in the end being like everything is great like everything like it's all good and she's like yeah because I really needed your approval for all of this so yes there was Curtis there was Sunny I was actually gonna call him Nina holy crap and then <laughs> Brad so like but then Sunny referring to Brad as like a weasel that can't be trusted. So I was like, so what's Nina? Like they're in exactly in the same boat, like baby stealers. It's, <laughs> it's so confusing. He's like, <laughs> Nina needs to be with her grandson, but Brad, who is he to keep Wiley from my family? Like who is he to have done that? And then it, like, I, I can't wrap my head around it. And this is why it's just too much. Like, I just feel like this has been one hell of a slow burn, but I need to see the moment Sonny's brain like snaps back and he's like, wait a second, Brad is not the only weasel. Like, I, I, I want to see that <laughs> moment where he like makes sense of things. It's like I said, like whether he not, whether or not he wants to pursue something with Nina, like the reality has to sink in first. Yes, absolutely. For it to actually go anywhere. But I felt the same way watching Miss Wu. Like, she got three toddlers to deal with. Like, who has time for this? Okay, and so something else I thought was, I don't, okay. TJ just happened to walk in. So there's a lot going on at the Savoy, okay? You have, like, Miss Wu's dealings, but you also have Maxi and Spinelli in there as well. And TJ comes in to talk to Curtis about Marshall. Yes. And I didn't know what to think about that because I'm like, okay, this is a lot of story happening at once. Mm -hmm. Why does TJ have to go talk to Curtis right now? Why mm. is TJ there the first night of the poker game? Uh -huh. Why is TJ there and Brad's there? You know, Brad also has that hospital connection. Like, I was just kind of like, I don't know. Well, I, I, I maybe it's a stretch. <laughs> But, like, remember mm -hmm. when Stella was talking to TJ once? He was ha She was having a private conversation with him. Mm -hmm. And Molly, at this point, was hiding her affair between her and Brando. And they were mm -hmm. at Kelly's. And Stella seemed to be the only one to recognize that um, TJ was carrying a lot of trauma mm -hmm. from, like, being kidnapped for a while. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. And he was, like, getting emotional. It was a very dramatic scene. And, like, Molly was, like, peeking in from the door and kind of, like, also being like, oh, crap. Like, all of this stuff is happening to him. But he always just keeps going, right? He's so yes. happy. He just keeps going. He's super forgiving. He's super open. And I'm like, will he find himself mixed up in a little bit of something? Ooh. Will he want to play high sticks poker? I don't know. He probably doesn't have the money to get in. But still, like, wondering. <laughs> Maybe I want, like, bad boy TJ. We'll see. You did see him in his undershirt today, so it's very possible you just want him to turn into a bad boy. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, speaking of the Savoy, Brit 
can we can we talk well first like maxi spinelli yes what's happening what's happening what's happening what's happening <laughs> I, can I answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> answer four times, please. <laughs> I love, love, love seeing scenes with Maxi and Spinelli. I know she's yeah. with Austin, blah, blah, blah. But for me, Is I want to see them together. I know, right? He's like pretend working or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love that she, you know, fixed his outfit. I love that they spoke about, you know, him putting himself out there again. And then when they brought up Brit and him just wanting to go right away to see what's going to happen... So my head went to immediately, he's behind this whole matchmaking business. Like, that's his new venture on the legit side of things. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to see if his person would show up because he's the one who's matching Brit. Like, so, okay, that is, <laughs> I, I know, that is an idea, right? And I, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking that. I was like, yeah. Um, I was confused. <laughs> So, 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 like, it makes sense, right? When yeah. you finished watching and you talk to your sister <laughs> and she tells you this and she, like, lays it out, it's, like, clear, okay? But when I was watching, I'm like, so he's trying to pick someone up. Mm-hmm. But now that I've spoken to you, I'm like, was he? And then when he was all broken up over, like, you know, hearing about Brit and all that stuff, part of me was like, oh, my God, like, he's, he's like, trying to date. And, like, <laughs> if there's no hope for Brit, there's no hope for him. And then, <laughs> and then when he was about the algorithms, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he lives by algorithms. You know, of course he strongly believes in algorithms. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and, um, but... With that said, <laughs> I will piggyback <laughs> off of your theory and be like, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Not what I thought, nothing of what I said, but more what I said combined with what you said. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll run with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Maxi being so jealous, like do you, she was jealous at him wanting to use Society 6 or whatever it's called. Yes. Or... Or whether or not he was interested in Brit. Right? I kind of like a little bit of like her showing where her feelings are at. Like she's still protective over him. In whatever way, let it be friendship, love, love, we don't know. Because I was looking for the jealousy at the Savoy, but it didn't come. But then it was definitely there at the grill. And look, we've seen, I feel, more scenes of Austin and Brit together. Yes. Then we have maybe like Maxine Austin lately. That's very true. Also because she was kidnapped by Peter, but still there was a lot of moments of Austin just hanging with Brit and they have like a fun chemistry. I do. I feel like they have way more chemistry than him and Maxine. Me too. Okay. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so also in terms of chemistry, did you notice that Cameron Matheson shared a scene with his real life wife? I read about that and I was looking forward to just seeing like what it would be like because she's not an actress. She was a model no! previously. This is her first kind of go at things. And I thought it was really cute. But also in my heart of Port Charles, I was like, no, 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 no. But like you cannot spark with her. You spark with every woman. You cannot spark with her. You have to spark with Carly. (laughs) 
He does. Okay, so the thing is, I cannot find this video. I thought I would find it easily again because I wanted to send it to you and I wanted to show it to, to Johnny. But it was a cute, like, it was their um, segment on Entertainment Tonight. Yes, and it was adorable because... It, Okay, you did. So, like how, like, how she was saying she's, like, a huge GH fan. And, yes. And if you watch the interview, they're so flirty. They're so adorable. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, when I took that picture and I posted it today, like, I didn't realize that when everybody was all weirded out by, like, Spinelli's stuff, that Drew was just staring at Britt the whole time. Yeah. And, look. It's no secret that they obviously brought him in to kind of fill a void, a leather jacket void, okay? <laughs> and, like, so far, it's been really fun. You know, I love the life he's brought to the character. I love, you know, just how he's more talkative, right? He's like a bubblier Jason, if you will. Um, and, if like, look, it, it's obvious that they've kind of positioned him in that Jason-esque role. But what I don't like, and I don't know if this is sort of the deal... I don't like this potential of like a Brit or Carly thing. Like, why? Oh, God. Yeah, me neither. Like, I don't want that. I want him to be there for Carly in terms of a real relationship. In terms of with Brit, I want that to be, you know, potentially maybe a best friend role or a, hey, don't worry, you'll find somebody, but no spark. But the point is, he sparks with everyone. It's just that the scenes, like he sparks with everyone. Even when they originally had him in scenes with Maxie, he even sparked with Maxie, right? And was all like, oh, I'm going to bring Maxie's daughter back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, and so we've, like, so he sparks with everyone. However, they have been showing flirty scenes. Like the flirty scenes, they've been showing that between Carly and him. Yes. Okay, the, the more overt flirting they've been showing it there, but they are showing him in scenes with Brit. But I just don't like the idea of creating like another complicated triangle. But the fact that they threw Spinelli in here and Maxie had that reaction, it does make me wonder about like a Maxie Spinelli and like a Brit Austin, yes. and a potential Carly Drew. But it just would be awkward now because they opened up a can of worms with the Jason thing, right? They mm -hmm. beautifully sort of opened up like this whole twenty-year history between them and yes. that was a big deal um so it would be really awkward if he came back because I feel like it's one thing if they it's just it's just the timing of the Jason thing right it's a 20-year mm. history and I don't it would be really weird for him to just show back up and be like so with your brother <laughs> you know what I mean like I it, do. It, it just kind of it's it's just strange it's just really strange it is strange because as much as I wanted him to come back and I was so devastated when he was written out of the show, I don't see where he fits anymore. Like she's evolved so much as being single and away from Sunny and just like developing her own, her own life and her circle and her people, her little yeah. village. And as much as I would love for him to come back, I, I genuinely do not see how he would mesh into the world of right now. No, it doesn't fit anymore, right? Like, the when they brought up that story, it would have been a, a beautiful to see it unravel then and there. But the fact yes. that he was taken off the canvas, it was like, well, then, <laughs> I guess we'll never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just, yeah. it was, it just sucked timing-wise for the story. Like, after all these years, and we just got, like, like, a nugget of it. But, okay, so now it makes sense to me. Because I didn't understand where this was going with Drew and Michael at the gym. Yes. Like, so tell me about your career moves. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what are these <laughs> scenes? But then, but then today, 
we kind of understand this whole thing, right? The potential, like the, the drama, even within the core domains of merging both companies and it yes. putting Drew in a powerful position and Ned being like, what about me? <laughs> I love him, but it was a very Ted moment. Like I loved the adoption. Yeah. I love everything about that. Yeah. But yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh, oh he's still there. He still lives there. He was he was Ted there, and then Ned when he ran up after. Um, yes, Leo. absolutely. So isn't this interesting? Leo mm-hmm. becomes a quarter main. Yes, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because Leo is not related to Michael, right? No, no. But now he's legally related to Michael. Yes. So you're talking about Leo and his family relation to Michael, and there's, like, no real relation except for the last name. But did you catch that moment when Michael and Drew were in the boxing ring? I was like, the boxing scene space. Yes. Um, Yes. And and they're punching, and Drew's like, come on, you know, like, punch me harder or something like this. And Michael said, family go easy on each other. So right in that moment, I was like, wow. So Sonny's like legit never going to be his family again. Like that is it. Like Drew is the new dad. And here we go. Yeah. Yeah. He really is clinging to Drew. He's like, you're my Jason dad. My Jason dad died. And I really need a new Jason dad. And I would love it if he were to be with my mom. So we could be a family again. Like that's where Michael's at. That is absolutely so flipping amazing like I can't even like it's so perfect (laughs) oh my gosh um okay so speaking of family family Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. officer Cabrera doesn't know didn't know but now he knows that Cam and Spencer (laughs) are cousins also I did not know if Cam was going to survive that conversation with Jocelyn because he was said some things to her all like back off and he said some things it's really it wasn't good what did he say <laughs> do you remember all, all, I, all I wrote was like um oh wow I wrote some inappropriate stuff <laughs> I was like well hello Mr. Cabrera nice to me and I'm like I was such a creep in my show opera notes <laughs> Okay, I don't even know what he said to Joss because I was writing that down instead. What? <laughs> Good to know. But it was bad, right? Because Cam was all taking Spencer's side. And, and, oh yeah, he was like, go find another place to hang out. And yes. I'm like, excuse me? You go find another place to work. Um, but then, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because Cam's like, we're not getting BFF matching tattoos. And then Joss was all like, which is interesting because I kind of um, agreed with her. Like, boys will always forgive each other. Like, he was kind yes, of... that was sw- bad. Right? Like, he was like... I know he was just trying to do what he was doing for the greater good, but Cam so sucks at that. <laughs> it, it, it's just because, like, when she said that, you're like, oh, wow. Like, this was set up quite amazingly, right? Because you yes. had the sex tape come up. And then we saw that kind of friction between them, right? Which is sort of the aftermath. Um, and what she's dealing with and the fact that boys were being treated differently than how she was being yes. treated. So like, there's just so many layers to basically how much of a wedge 
can be driven between them. And mm-hmm. of course, it looked like the truth was about to come out, but we knew it wasn't going to. But anyway, so the cop shows up and then like Spencer takes it where it didn't need to go, but he did. <laughs> he did. Oh, that dude, like some of my favorite lines came out of there. Like when Cam and Spencer were alone, um, and they're, he's like telling him he can't concentrate on work right now. And Cam's like, some of us can chew gum while working. <laughs> I know. I know. It was just, I really, like, I love Cam and Spencer. Like, I can't tell you how much I love it. I can't tell you how much the teens, like, have done such an amazing job, right, at carrying these stories of keeping us super interested. And so, like, all of that going down. And, like, when Cam punched Spencer... Mm. I was freaking out. I was like, oh, no. Like, Elizabeth is trying to nap. (laughs) She's trying to nap. She talked to Portia. You thought things were bad then? Your son is currently being arrested, and the other snuck away from his grandma to hold his seance in your house that clearly Elizabeth believes in. And so, like, all of this is going down, but I was nervous. I was telling, I was telling, oh my God, this is really bad. I was about to say, I was telling Sunny, nope, married to Johnny. <laughs> and uh, now this is like Cam's third time being in trouble. It was drugs, it was the gun thing, and now this. Like, it's not oh, good crap. with that sweet mm-hmm. little face. I know, little big face. And I loved, like, how Spencer, like, turns around and, like, like, accidentally hits the cop. And I'm like, this is the worst and the best. And then I loved when they were in jail together. Oh, my Spencer's God. Spencer's getting all angry. He's like, what the hell? How is he arresting us? We're, like, the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> It was so good. That cop is like trying to like, Jordan is his mentor and he's trying to like do right. He's like, I followed procedure. And Jordan's like, okay, let me ask you some questions to see if we can like break procedure because you just arrested the mayor's grandchildren. And not only that, like, you know how he's scared of Dante? Yes. Cameron's like his nephew by marriage through Lulu. And Spencer is his cousin. Like, I don't think this cop oh knows God, this. Right. <laughs> it's so good. It's the poor guy. And so then, like, the mayor's like, where are my grandson? So it's like, I love to find out that Spencer called Laura and Cam called Finn. He's like, because my mom's napping, yeah. so I'm calling Finn. <laughs> um, and so, like, he gets let out right away because Spencer's not pressing charges. But, like, Spencer hit a cop. And, like, I love how he goes face to face. So it's, like, it's interesting because I'm like, I don't know what the arc of this cop is going to be, but mm. I just saw, like, the beginning of a rivalry between the two of them. Oh, 100%. The whole good and evil, fighting for Trina's heart, uh, all of that good stuff. I'm like, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen next. But the scene stealer and all of that was Laura's face behind the rookie staring at Spencer, trying to talk his way out of being arrested or charged officially. I know, and the pressure for that rookie cop, the mayor, is behind you. (laughs) (laughs) The commissioner is in the room. They're like, it's all on you, man. Uh, Will you be pressing charges against the mayor's grandson? Is that what you want to do? Is that the path you want to take in your career? It was was really, really bad. So good. So good. Love them. So while all that drama is going down, right? Because that's like a lot of drama. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Esme is busy like picking up Nicholas's dead hand 
and trying to <laughs> and trying to hoist it to her face because I I just don't understand how that's a way you show gratitude to people. Like I've rarely done that when I've said thank you. I've rarely just grabbed someone's hand and be like, I'm so thankful, touch my cheek now. Like I don't understand like what she's doing. All I kept thinking is like she's dressed up and she's trying to get Nicholas to feel up her face. She's like, can I cut you a cigar? And I'm like, ew, stop oh. being gross and saying weird stuff that people your age don't say. Stop oh my saying God. weird yes. things. Yes. Okay, so that's exactly it. She said Spencer is such a child. So why does she think Spencer's a child? How the hell old is she really? I don't know, but it's gross. Like, whatever's going on there. And, like, I have very little faith in Nicholas. Well, a part of me is, I like, know. he knows because he'll turn on that cold side a little bit to kind of remind her and to mess with her. But I don't have faith, really. You know what I mean? No. Like, I, I have faith in, like, Spencer, right? Spencer knows who she is. But, like, Nicholas is just so hell-bent up being like, but, like, why will people believe me when I vouch for her? Like, there right? is no evidence. Like, I think he is more fixated on trying to be right and getting people to convince him. Like, he's not, he he, he doesn't have his head in the game. Like, he doesn't know what game he's playing. He knows there's yes. a game. He knows there's a game. But he doesn't know what's going on. So I just think that's a little scary. It's scary. It's scary because when you give that analogy, it's like, I'm watching sports team and I'm going to cheer for the red yeah. team. But he doesn't know who the red team is. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we don't know where this could go. Um, And so, like, his wifey is out, right? She's out for the night. She's <sighs> hanging with her bestie. Um, I don't know how come Nina misses Ava's obvious face when they talk. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because Ava has an obvious face. Like, when Nina was like, yeah, I'm I'm filing for, like, custody or whatever of my grandparent rights. And she's like, and they can all suck it, Carly, most of all. And, like, Ava actually made a face when she said Carly's name. It was subtle. But she made a face. Because it was so pointless. I feel like, in my head, she said Carly's name, like, three times. Like, focus on the goal. You can't even do it when you're talking with your best friend, when you're not putting on a show for anybody. So, it's like, this is who you actually are. And it's just, like, her tone to Ava when she's like, what about Avery? It was, it was interesting to me because there was a subtle facial reaction. Mm-hmm. There was Avery bring brought up. And regardless of how Ava feels about Carly, she acknowledges that Carly is an important person to Avery. Yes. Um, And also, it's just Nina needs to watch out because Ava has new budding loyalties, right? For the first time, we saw a crossover, right? We see Carly kind of with the whole Avery thing. But we saw for the first time Ava jumping in and and like showing loyalty to Jocelyn. Yes. So... I love how subtle all of that is. And even though, like, and Nina kept going and Ava was making faces. And, like, and she kind of rolled her eyes when um, she's like, oh, like, Sonny really, like, kind of has your back or whatever. Or he's mm-hmm. being supportive. And Nina's like, he just keeps coming to my rescue. And Ava was like, ugh, I roll. Because she's the rescuer, right? Like, look at their yes. relationships. Because she's like, okay, well, Sunny's kind of also a little guilty because uh, she tells her the whole Esme story. So it's like, yeah. look at their relationships, right? Like, Ava's the alpha. Sunny's the alpha, you know? And Ava doesn't really respond well to helplessness. And you can nope. see that in, like, that victimization, right? She doesn't like mm-hmm. it. Like, listen to how she talks about Esme, that little waif, that little playing the victim. And what I thought was really subtle was mm-hmm. that when Ava goes off about Esme, 
And this is the second parallel between Esme and Nina being made in the last, like, in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know what that means. But, like, um, when she starts talking about Esme mm-hmm. playing the poor, innocent waif in need of protection. So, remember, yes. just scenes earlier, Nina's like, he rescues me. Um, in that moment, Nina had an uncomfortable face. And Ava's going on. And then there was, like, a lot of body movement, right? At that point, Nina starts fidgeting, going for her phone. But I just thought that very subtle comparison between Nina and Esme was being made once again. It's very weird, and I'm not sure what it means. And there was also a comparison, again, and this is also the second time between Esme and Victor. Yes, a connection between their two where it was like maybe he could take her like wherever he goes. But I loved how like because again, Ava's there talking with Nina, and then when Laura comes to sit down, she's like, "What are the odds those two are gonna make a real go of it?" I love that so much. I love their relationship. Like, did we ever think we she would get to this point where she can just have this like little joke with Laura and sit down and talk things out? Like, it's amazing. And I mean, like, uh, like even Ava teased Laura's comparison, being like, it's not a great comparison because we're not doing great. But I just thought yeah. to myself, it's not a fair comparison because regardless of whatever happened between Nicholas and Ava, it started out with a genuine connection. Yes. It was never based on fantasy. Like, that is the whole thing about their relationship is that they showed the ugliest parts to each other. That's true. Like the like Sonny is lying to himself about himself. She's doing the same and they're putting on a show for each other. Like I think I I I almost lost it when like Nina's talking to Sonny, being like, You can tell me who's on your phone. Like I'm not Carly. You don't have to protect <gasps> me. I was dying. I'm like, talk mm-hmm. about delusional. I'm like, what? Don't have to protect you. I'm like, what are you talking about? Carly ran the mob while right? he was gone for those nine months. Like, what about Carly is fragile? I was like, give me a break. It's so hard to watch. Like, I can't even handle it. The only part about Sunny that I enjoyed this week was this crazy laugh to the robber in the trunk. Yeah, that was a hint of, of a real Sunny. It's just, it's the whole thing is just strange between them. It's kind of funny, but it's kind of frustrating to watch. Like, all Nina really knows is a glimpse of a very confused man still (laughs) trying to reintegrate back home, right? So, like, everything Mm. she knows is really on shaky ground. And 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 it'll continue to be that way until either of them get real. But I just think it's interesting how you say, like, um, you know, we saw the real Sunny with that laugh. She's trying to insert herself into the mob life. And there was that comment, right? Ava called her on her crap saying, oh... So it's not Mike you really fell for then. Because yes. she said, you know, don't they know he's Sonny Corinthos? And Ava kind of laughed. She's like, well, if it was my brother, it wouldn't have happened. She's like, are you insinuating that they don't <laughs> respect Sonny Corinthos? She's like, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of reasons for that. Right? Oh, my God. I'm just so curious where this is going because there was so... Like, there's just so much subtlety in how everything is shifting. I really am so excited to see how all this lands because things are going to blow up. Oh, yeah. Huge. It's going to be so exciting. I'm very excited. Okay, so we have to get to Chase, okay? He's the sweetest when it comes to kids. Mm-hmm. He, he deals with Aiden. He gets a sense of what's going on, like, when Aiden, you know, says he's trying to reach Franco. Yes. And the lights go out. I got goosebumps. 
the moment the lights went out, I'm like, the camera's not going to work. The yeah. camera's not going to work. Yeah. Again, I also don't know why the lights went out. So there's also that mystery. <laughs> um, and then I did not expect this. I did not expect that when Cam and Finn came back home, that he'd be on the floor. No, that kind of shocked me to you. I thought there would be a little bit more to it. Um, I'm really glad he's okay, though. But I was really thrown off by Jordan's, how do you say, like her taking a look at the scene. Oh my gosh, you too. When she put on the gloves, picked up the uh-huh. face, and put it back on the shelf, what? she's like, "Oh my god, this is okay. me commissioning right now." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "How do you? One, how do you know where it goes? And two, shouldn't she be bagging that and tagging that?" Like, yes! I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought bag and tag. What? I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought all of that was so funny, but yeah. So the footage was corrupted, but I was terrified. Like I was terrified. I'm like, "Are we gonna get the info?" Because I literally. Really don't know what this means for Elizabeth, right? Because the police, police has been involved, right? Their energy has yeah. been involved. They've been investigating. Are they going to be like, if it turns out it is Elizabeth, are they going to be like, oh, it was just you and drop <laughs> it? Because she, there was arson, like yeah. all the time she's taken. Like, are they just going to be like, it's okay? Like, I'm, I'm worried for her. I'm worried about the police uh... finding out what happened. That's why I was like, okay, if it's just Chase. And they find out they don't have to kind of say anything and these events could just stop because I'm just kind of worried about the consequences for her. Well, okay, is it Shady Brook that's the place? I'm, I'm saying this more in a light way. So let's say they do find out it's her. She gets put in one of these places. She gets some therapy. Everything's great. But in the meantime at home, could you imagine the boys living with like Chase and Finn or Scott moving in with the boys with Finn and them just being like this like cute little man household? Oh my gosh, that would be the most adorable thing. But I just want Elizabeth to get help in her own way. Like, I don't want her to be forced to do anything. So I am like, I'm really loving this mystery and I cannot wait to see what happens. But I'm also watching Elizabeth's face, right? Because she's starting to feed into the Ouija board thing too. And I'm like, what does this mean? (laughs) I'm scared. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm always on edge when the scenes come to her and her family. Do you know what confused me the most? What? When Chase was at the hospital and just started talking to Portia about his troubles, and my mind was going a million miles a minute, being like, do they have a relationship? Why is he telling Portia all this stuff? What is happening? And then he actually says, wait a second, why am I telling a perfect stranger about all this? And like, thank you for clarifying, because I didn't know what you're up to. But then they had a little talk, and I was like, I always like it when characters sort of mix. <gasps> what? Is it? Oh my God, I forgot to talk about this. So okay. when Britt said she was meeting someone, it was somebody named, I was about to say something, something. It was Steve, <laughs> it was Steve Robinson. One, I'm just surprised they would pick the name Steve because that's the first name of Elizabeth's brother. Yes. Steve Weber, who's also brothers with Franco. Just saying, share the same mom. Um, mm-hmm. And so and so when I saw Steve Robinson, I was like, oh my gosh, is this potentially like a Porsche connection? Is it her brother? Oh my God, that would be kind of amazing. I would like to see her family expand. Like, it would be kind of cool. And in my head, I was like, is it, is it like, I just, in in my head, I just pictured her brother and he's a doctor. But now I'm like, is her brother, first of all, I have no idea if it's her brother, but I've already gone there and this is already happening. And so I'm (laughs) like, now that I think about Portia talking to Chase, I'm like, is he a cop? Oh. Is he going to know Chase? Is he going to date like Jordan? Is is it going to get really weird? 
oh, this is going to be fun. Okay, I like all these ideas. Okay, But I don't know, it. right? Because why would you show the name Steve Robinson and we already have Robinsons on the show? Yeah, there's there's always, it has to connect. Like, they don't just, like, drop stuff for nothing. Yeah. So Chase shows up with flowers. Yep. That cute smile on her face, like, I can't even with these two. I'm like, make out already. I know. I really want that. I want them to make out at the adoption party. <laughs> <laughs> Well, honestly, I kind of felt the same way about Dante and Sam. They look so cute, and they like, were all forgiving oh, yeah. each other. They My were fa- forgiving. Like, they were forgiving, but this line made me really laugh, because I'm like, is this a thing? Because you know how I mess up expressions all the time? Yeah. And Dante's like, did you think I was Johnny follow the rules? I'm like, is that like a thing? <laughs> I have no idea, but people always say things about like, Johnny this. It's like um. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ex- Johnny is an expression actually <laughs> but he was like all mad at Carly and I'm like dude why are you mad are you still mad about the Victor sting and the whole asking Sam to steal stuff for you God, get, like, over, get it. over it that was, like, so Johnny yesterday. can't get over anything <laughs> <laughs> I'm really gonna push that through I'm gonna use it for something Johnny hold a grudge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny I'm sorry. We're done. We're so done. But it's just that when Sam and Adalter have this bizarre conversation, be like, you know, I think it's just weird for me. Like, I've never really dated anybody who was like, followed the rules or something like that. Like, or yeah. was it for the law? It was just so strange. Like, to say, like, if you think about taking this in real life, like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I've never met anybody who like had boundaries or like <laughs> respect for like the other person and their career. Like, it was just so strange how they're like I'm just not used to following the rules he's like I'm not used to being somebody who breaks the rules and I guess we'll have to find a gray space because like this is so black and white like the lines and the divide it's just really funny (laughs) it's just really funny to me what's your favorite line oh we're taking the lead okay because I have one can I go can I just go because I'm prepared for (laughs) one (laughs) (laughs) okay yes you may go okay So this is between Brit and Brad when they're talking about, like, why her last relationship didn't work out or something. Yeah. I don't actually know, but I'll just say the line. (laughs) We were on the run from the law and assassins. I couldn't work remotely. (laughs) That's a really, really good one. I did giggle when I heard it. That was good. It was so good. So my favorite line is also from Brit. (laughs) Um, When Brit's talking to Spencer, she's like, this is going to shock you, but interpersonal relationships is not my strong suit. Oh my gosh. I was about to say, <laughs> hashtag give a star, because I'm so not cool. <laughs> because I, I, I miss, like, Brit and Spencer, and they're so cute together. So I'm throwing a star at them. I'm doing this in the wrong order, because you didn't start this. <laughs> I'm really sorry. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. (laughs) It's upside down Friday. Tell me when to do stars, okay? (laughs) It's time to do stars. Okay, so you don't have any other lines? No. Okay. Okay, so um, (laughs) I'm going to give a star to Harmony. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Okay, so Harmony, Britt and Spencer, Cam and Spencer. Yes. That's usually my life. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Um, and to Drew. Uh-huh. For sure. Always. Yes. Always. Oh my gosh. Always. There's like a picture out there. Anyways, I'm just saying. <laughs> On Instagram. 
I'm gonna have to look that up. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> you should you should you should go on the Instagram. <laughs> it was one heck of a week, and I can't wait to see Curtis unravel from what he's seen in that file folder. I wanna know. I wanna know. Because I, I know the story, but I'm still ever like three percent curious. So I need to know. Right? So I look forward yeah. to that next week. But for now, we have covered all of the things. We've all done of all of the stuff. Have uh-huh. a fantastic weekend. And that's a wrap. Bye. Bye.